Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, excuse me, what's today's Chef Special? Welcome to Chef Special, the podcast that brings you the world of food and beverage with facts and information that challenge the status quo. Hello everyone, I'm your host Patrick Honeywell with Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, your best food destination choice. Today, my special guest is executive chef Brandon Walker, owner of the very popular Essie's Restaurant, located in the heart of the Little Italy section of Poughkeepsie, New York. Chef Brandon, a CIA graduate, is also the founder of B&L Hospitality, where Brandon offers his consulting services in restaurant startups, management training, menu development, and innovative cooking techniques. Hey, Chef Brandon, how are you? Hey, how's it going? How's everything? Everything's good. So far, so good. Thanks. Thanks very much. Hey, thank you for being on the show today. No, thank you for the opportunity. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun to uh, share um, my vision, my philosophy, and who I am as a person and a chef. So I'm really excited about the opportunity. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm ha- excited to hear your story. And by the way, I have to say that as I was researching you for the show a little bit, I went mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, like YouTube, a couple different things, and I saw you did some co- kind of cool uh things on YouTube and you did, I think a couple classes and I thought, man, I like this guy and he's better looking than me. That's the only thing I didn't like, but what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we live with, that's why I love, I love audio. You know, we don't have to look at my face. So anyway. I understand. Thank you, man. So good to have you here. So let's talk about Essie's, but before we do that, let's talk about your history and food. Cause you have a really cool uh, story, I think. Yeah. So, you know, um, I I, re- I love food, you know, it's my passion. And I, I learned that I love food at a very, very young age. It, it really started when I was young, little. Um, I, would, I would cook with my mom mm. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she would like, if she was making breakfast, if she was making dinner, and my mom is from the South. So the way, the way I cook is a, a globally influenced food. Mm-hmm. So it, it includes my heritage, my culture, which is the South. Mm-hmm. and Caribbean Jamaica. So I grew growing up, I used to cook with my mom. She had the Southern influences. So, you know, she made the fried chicken. She made the, you know, smothered pork chops, <laughs> you know, mac mm-hmm. and cheese, barbecue mm-hmm. ribs. Mm-hmm. You know, she would bake from time to time, make, wow. making, uh, the fondest remember I have is her German chocolate cake. She used to make this German chocolate cake. I need help with mine. I need help with mine. So try to dig up the recipe for me later. <laughs> it would be so good. Mm. To this day, I remember it. Mm. So, you know, I would cook with her, whatever she asked me to do. So she told me to grate the carrots, I would grate the carrots. Mm-hmm. And she told me she wanted me to mix the batter, I would mix the batter, then I would lick the spoon after and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I got introduced to food at a very young age. And then my grandmother, which is on my father's mother, on my father's side of the family, um, mm-hmm. she introduced me to all the Caribbean flavors. So, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I would smell her cooking in the basement, because she lived in the basement of the house. Um, so she would come down, fix me a plate and, you know, and I would just be eating all the traditional Jamaican Caribbean dishes. That's how I got exposed to those flavors. So, you know, I grew up a very lucky kid because Mm -hmm. I got it from the Southern part of the United States and then from the Caribbean. So my dad cooked too. I got Mm -hmm. some, some food experiences from him as well. You know, Mm -hmm. there was one point in time when I was growing up, my mom was in school. Mm-hmm. And my dad would cook for us at night. So he would cook. He was actually a good cook, too. Like, he would cook some um, some traditional Caribbean dishes, too. 
hmm. like salt mackerel. So basically, you know how you go to the Asian market and you see yeah. the, the cured mackerel in, in, the, in the little tubs? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he would take that and stew it down with onions and it would be delicious, you know? Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. It, it, so, you know, coming up, I was exposed to food in so many ways. So, but mainly the women in my family kind of inspired me and then because of all the exposure that I got to food, I felt that I just knew that I knew at 15 that I wanted to, I wanted to cook, hmm. you know? So when I got about 15 years old, my, my mom let me use work in the kitchen at mm-hmm. home. I would cook breakfast for everyone in the house. I would cook mm-hmm. my own food mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So I really started cooking breakfast first mm-hmm. and then, you know, just kind of learning and cooking with my mom and stuff like that mm-hmm. and learning how to cook. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at one point I thought I was going to go into engineering or medicine, but I stuck mm-hmm. with the food and um, mm-hmm. I really love it. And that translates to Essie. So Essie's is named after my grandmother. Um, nice. Her name is Essie Smith. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, and the reason why I chose her name is supposed to my, as, as versus my other grandmother's because her name is it's memorable. It's catchy. Essie's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Essie's uh, is cool. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Um, so the, the restaurant pays homage to all the women in my family who are great cooks. My grandmother, uh, my father's mother, my mm. mother's mother, who, who is Essie, who I didn't really get to cook with, but she was a great cook as well. Um, she was known for her sweet potato pies and, <laughs> and other, and nice. other dishes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so as far as the restaurant, the food is globally influenced, obviously, mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why it's globally influenced because my opinion is is that what is American cuisine? I'm an American chef born here. I have, I'm a son of immigrant parents, but also a son of uh, an American parent. But what is American cuisine? If you ask somebody what American cuisine is, first thing gonna come out of their mouth is hamburgers and French fries, mm, you know, which is which is which is really not our food. Our food is one could say our food is a melting pot of flavors from around the world. Right, so, true. you know, you know, our, our food is spaghetti and meatballs. Our food is, you know, um, bolognese. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. those cultures immigrated here, migrated here from their homelands in Europe, the Middle East or wherever, and decided to come here to make a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I like to cook and develop my menu is I like to, use a global approach to create food and create flavor profiles and to create dishes that when people read it on the menu, they know what it is like, you know, but when they actually get the dish, it's not what they thought it would be. <laughs> you give it a kind of a kick. I think when I think right. of um, the South, you mentioned food from the South influenced in your family, then also from Jamaica. I think of deep flavors that your mom and grandma probably really good at developing flavor, but really nice spice mix too. Maybe a bit of spice yeah. here and there. Yeah, 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 you know, like in, in the curries, there's little heat in there, and a curry goat, you know, um, and stuff like that, with the scotch bonnet pepper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, they, they've, they paved the way for me um, as far as food. And, 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 and growing up, we've always had gatherings at my home. Um, they were always, always someone staying over or, you know, I used, to, I used to call it, you know, the house of refuge because... You know, in any given month, there would be someone visiting or someone in our home, you know, we're mm-hmm. just giving them a place to stay and stuff like that while they're in Brooklyn and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been around hospitality my whole life. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, you know, sometimes people don't understand that when you're in the restaurant industry that, or some people don't understand that in general, hospitality is all around you in every field. Yeah. So you mentioned that now I, this may, I wanted to bring it up and maybe this is a little early, but I wanted to talk about BNL hospitality. I think you developed that uh, company or that consulting side of your business. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so being a hospitality is um, a company that I, I started and mm-hmm. the premise behind that company was basically that is my mother company. That's my restaurant group company. Hmm. So basically, okay. um, you know, that is the, the brain, the brainchild of all the concepts that, you know, I will open up in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it is a consulting company as well. And we do culinary coaching as well. So if someone is, is going to have a lot of experience opening a restaurant, um, we would come in, help them develop their menu, hire their staff, um, put the system in place so that way, you know, they can start operating and be a well-oiled machine um, and get them up and going off the ground. And naturally, you know, we, we would be helping them get in the startup phase and then actually we would phase out. But the goal is is to, you know, really empower the individual or the client to make sure that they feel comfortable, you know, operating a restaurant if they haven't before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that's the part, that's the goal of the consulting part. Mm-hmm. Um, the culinary coaching part is, you know, let's say you, you, you love cooking and you don't know how to cook or you, you love cooking and, and you want to learn a little bit more techniques. Um, you can hire us or hire me and I will come in and teach you some things or, um, that you probably didn't know or you want to learn about. Um, we've done that. I've taught, um, several people, individuals. One was a aspiring chef, so he hired. They hired his parents hired me to help him show him how to cook and techniques and stuff like that. Nice, nice. So and now he 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 went to CIA. He graduated and he's working ah, in the field. Just like you, you know what I read about right. BNL when I started researching the BNL hospitality side. The yeah. thing that really caught my eye, besides catering consulting, but the culinary coaching, I really like that. Yeah. So yeah. I see, yeah, helping people learn how to cook and uh, work on their technique. Do you also help with menu planning too? Because I think that's pretty important if they're going to start even a little catering company or, a, you know, a restaurant or something. Oh, yes, for sure. 100%. You know, um, we, we help people, clients in all aspects of the hospitality industry or the restaurant industry mm-hmm. or the catering industry. Um, gotcha. You know, because it's, it's, it's very important that, you know, that you try to help people as much as you can. And Definitely. if they don't, if they don't have any knowledge of the industry, then you know, it's even better for them because they're looking for you to, to as the expert or That's the person sure. in the industry to give them their guidance. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, it's really, really great. And the goal is basically with being hospitality is to um, have multiple restaurants under the umbrella of the restaurant group and to grow a brand and grow a business. You know. Um, you know, sort of like how Danny Meyer is and, you know, the Daniels and all the top name chefs out there, you know, around the country who have restaurant groups. Um, you know, that, that is a goal of mine. Um, I love hospitality and I feel like, you know, if you can't do it the right way, then why try to do it at all? So I have a question for you about um, uh, Essie's a little bit. Um, yes. On, or getting back to the restaurant. So it's, I read you're in a little Italy section. Uh, how do you yes. pronounce the town Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. I almost had that. Yeah. yeah. So my question, <laughs> my question mm-hmm. for you, Chef, is is my wife and I uh, were planning on a trip to Italy um, this year, and of course everything's gone kind of crazy, so we're, we're not going to make it. 
out there. But if I go there to Little Italy, is that almost the same? Am I going to meet a bunch of, you know, get some great Italian food? And uh, should I wait um, till I go to Italy? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't come to Poughkeepsie, uh-huh. <laughs> the little Italy here is not the little Italy in Italy and is not the little Italy in like in New York City. Ah, uh, got you, got you. So I'm, I'm going to give you a little history. So basically okay. the little Italy section of Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. um, back in the 60s, 50s, 70s, I believe, um, it, was, it was a heavily, heavily populated Italian neighborhood. Hmm. So... You know, there was a lot of Italian migrants who migrated to the area of Poughkeepsie in this particular neighborhood. And it was hustling and bustling with shops, delis, delicatessens, um, a butcher shop, you know, like the old school, you know. You got mm-hmm. a butcher, you got a fish market, you got a little delicatessen, you got a restaurant, you got a pizzeria, stuff like that. Mm. So over time, you know, as one knows that if if you're if you own a family business and then your kids are not really interested in actually taking over that business and then your kids grow up and they move out of town and they move out of their neighborhood mm-hmm. what happens things close and the evolution of you know the italians moving on or passing on mm-hmm. things close and it, the the community kind of falls dormant a little bit does mm-hmm. that make sense that makes complete sense yeah so wow. so that's what happened here in poughkeepsie and little italy so mm-hmm. it was once one point in time a big hustling bustling neighborhood with a with a lot of Italian immigrants, but over time, a lot of those Italians either moved away or, you know, passed on. And 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 um, the if they own property or own businesses, they either they didn't have anybody to pass it on to, or maybe their 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 uh, their offsprings or daughters or sons didn't want to carry the business on. Mm-hmm. So those things kind of closed up. Mm, gotcha. So gotcha. for for a long period of time, there weren't it wasn't a lot of businesses or restaurants in the neighborhood. So I did my research and I looked at the city of Poughkeepsie and I said, wow, let me look and see, you know, what's around here. You know, where is a neighborhood that I can go into and I can kind of be the anchor restaurant where Mm. I can be the restaurant where there is no other competition there. It's just me. And I can draw people to that neighborhood and kind of revitalize and bring back that neighborhood with commerce. And, and not only that, go to a neighborhood that has great history, that Mm -hmm. has great history of, people living there, great community. So, you know, I did my research. I drive around the city and I said, you know what? This looks like this is a great neighborhood, you know, because mm-hmm. number one is away from every, all the hustle and bustle. And number two, I'm the only restaurant in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And number three, it has a great history here, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's the reason why, you know, I, I, I chose it, you know, and, and I'm here and uh, you know what? I'm 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 the restaurant in the city in the in the neighborhood. You know, it's awesome, and you have it's a beautiful restaurant inside and out. At least from the you know from what I've seen in photos, I love the the restaurant front. It looks really great from the street view, and then yes. inside the setup is cool too. It's really nice. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so you know we tried to give the restaurant a a, a modern country industrial look, and uh, I feel like we really achieved that goal. You know, my wife is my partner business so mm-hmm. you know she helped me design and we did all the design and and most of the construction ourselves the stuff that we needed the licensed professionals for we did we got them and did it but for the most part you know we did mo- most of the decor and stuff like that oh, and uh, it, it, it feels really good we wanted to create a space that was really comforting warm inviting and real casual just super mm. casual you know not 
not cramped, not stuffy, but just really, really, really relaxed. You know, we wanted you to feel like you were in our home dining mm. with us. You and know? it's inviting. And, yeah. yeah. Just looking at the yes. front, I just feel like opening the door and going in. So you, I think you've, yeah. you nailed it. It looks really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So do yeah. you remember, uh, uh, chef, uh, Brandon, your opening day, do you remember when you opened what it was like? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like <laughs> yesterday, man. Really? So it's very interesting. Um, I had my opening, my opening day, the day before opening day, I had to let somebody go. Oh, that was, that was the first thing because you know, they uh, felt that they were going to try to be above the law or above, yeah. uh, above me. Mm. And so to, and in other words, but mm-hmm. so, you know, we had to do that. And then opening day was amazing. Besides that, it was amazing. Mm. Um, I had tons of people from the community here. Um, my family came up. Um, the staff was great. Um, people liked the food. Um, I was nervous because I wanted everything to be right. Mm. Um, um, but, um, overall it was great. It, it worked out really well in the restaurant. I felt like I was in New York city. Mm-hmm. The restaurant was had a, you know how you go into a restaurant and you hear voices talking, you hear the music in the background mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, wow, this is a great restaurant. <laughs> it just had, it's alive. it just had, yeah, it's alive. It, it just reminded me of, you know, being in New York city and, um, mm. it was a great day and it was really fun. It was really fun. It was exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it went, it went very smooth. And, I, and mm. I didn't pat myself on the back, but looking back, you know, I was like, man, you know, I opened my own restaurant and day one, it went smooth. You know, there may be a few things that were in miscommunication, but for the most part, you know, everything went smooth. Mm. I was very, very proud, man. And uh, it was a great day. Well, really, I'm sure you're a great really host, amazing host, because it, it, it kind of goes back to, you remember when you were making breakfast for the family, you like to serve people, you know, you like Absolutely. to see the smile on their face and get the yes. wo- food out warm and really tasty. And it yes. doesn't, you know, so you, it translates probably into everything you do in the kitchen and out at the dining room tables when you visit the guests and they want to meet the chef and you go out there, yes. you know, it's you, it's yeah. you. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I looked, uh, I was looking at, I've looked at your menu quite a bit, you know, because I, I wanted yeah. to study what you're doing. And then I read a quote, I think, which is pretty cool that you said, uh, it's your unique, your unique cooking style, quote, progressive American comfort food, which is really cool. Progressive American comfort food. So how would you yes. define that? Define that for me. Well, so this is how I would define it. Because what like again, like I was saying that you know American cuisine is a melting pot of flavors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'll give you an example so for me in my in my head, this is progressive because I'm taking this dish I'm about to explain to you because I'm taking a classic known Italian dish mm-hmm. and trend and fusing it with different flavors of another of another culture. And then making it my own. Nice. That's what I thought you were gonna. You were probably gonna go that direction. That's perfect. Right. It's awesome. So wow. and and making it my own, and then relating it to my heritage. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have mm-hmm. I have three cultures in one dish. Mm-hmm. I have Italian culture. Mm-hmm. I have Moroccan culture, and then I have Carib- Caribbean culture, Jamaican culture, with the ingredient. So there's mm-hmm. so many things when I think of globally influenced food. There's so many ways you can attack it. You can attack it with the culture. You can attack it with the ingredient. 
and you can attack it with the flavor profiles. Wow. So you really and kick it up. You kick that right, thing up. Wow. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did with this dish I'm about to explain to you. So I created a dish called goat bolognese. Okay. Wow. So the goat comes from my, my, my Caribbean um, culture because my dad is from Jamaica, like I said before. Mm -hmm. And I grew up eating curry goat. I love curry goat. It's like mm -hmm. the best thing like sliced with, with sliced bread. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the best. You know what awesome. I mean? Curry goat, curry goat with white rice or, you know, the Jamaican provisions, which is the yellow yam, the, you know, the white yam, the banana, the dumpling. It's like the best thing. It's, it's mm -hmm. amazing. So, you know, I wanted to create a dish that people in my community where the restaurant is, they would recognize what it is and they, get, they can get a, a sensory trigger. Okay, okay, bolognese, goat, using, they're using the meat as goat. Bolognese is going to be in the red sauce. You know, it's going to have those Italian flavors. Mm. So, but I twisted it all around. I don't use Italian flavors. I use Moroccan flavors. Mm. So basically, I make the goat, the bolognese meat sauce in the same style as an Italian, Italian would, but use Moroccan flavors. Mm. So I would use turmeric, um, cardamom, coriander, little saffron, you know. Wow. I would still use, use a tomato, um, little, little chili in there, mm -hmm. preserved lemon, dates, apricots. And then keeping it Italian, I make fresh cavatelli pasta and I toss the meat sauce in, in the, with the cavatelli pasta um, a little aged goat cheese, a little cream. Oh my and gosh. I, and I serve, I serve the dish that way. So as you wow. see, you know, to <laughs> me, for me, that's, that's amazing. progressive. Yeah, yes, that's amazing. That's progressive for me because mm. I'm taking a classic Italian dish, a classic Italian dish that people know in America and in Italy, and I'm fusing a different culture and making it my own. Um, so, you know, that this is the way I like to cook, you know, and it's an amazing dish. It sounds amazing, you know, Italian, but then your Jamaican heritage with um, the application of goat, probably the preparation, and then throwing in the Moroccan flavors. What an idea. I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's amazing. People love it, and I love it. It's just, and then when you taste it, it's just such a heartwarming dish, mm. you know, and... I feel like if I feel like if I had a Moroccan grandmother, she would mm -hmm. give me a hug after she tasted it because she's like, "This is really, really good." You know That's what I mean? so nice. Hey, I'm ready to you give you a hug, so? and I'm not Moroccan. <laughs> just for sharing this. <laughs> no, and the, and the people listening yeah. will will really appreciate this too, because I bet you um, some of the chefs I know they they're always looking for something. This the little twist and you did on that is gonna I think stimulate some real thought for chefs. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you. you know what I mean, I mean. Yeah, and you know, and, that, and that's that's just that's just one of the dishes that I, you know, this is one of the dishes that I've created and just showcases how I like to cook, you know, and um, it's just great, you know. I I'm, I love food from all over the world, and since I'm an American and there's so many cultures here in this country, why not why not um, take advantage of that and okay. learn and eat and and expose yourself to it because mm. the cultures are here. If you can, if you never get a chance to go to Jamaica or Italy, you know, go to a good Italian restaurant and just eat and learn. You know what I mean? You know, that's what I love about food. No kidding. So is that on your menu? I'm trying to remember if I read that. Is that on the menu or is that um, one of your not, specials? I, I bring it, I put it on the menu in the fall because it's okay. like a fall hearty dish. So I Definitely. bring it to the, I bring it in the fall. So in mm. the fall, I bring that dish back to the menu 
And mm-hmm. let me mention that I change my menu seasonally. So, okay. you know, uh, every winter, I do winter, summer, winter, spring, and fall menus and stuff like menu changes. So um, I bring that dish back in the fall. And people love it. I've had people say, are you bringing the goat back? Yes, I'm bringing it back. You know, so people, 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 people look for it. So Yeah, well, that's your chef special. You know, this show is called Chef Special. And it's funny because... You know, I think about going to restaurants and sometimes uh, the, the waitress or waiter will say, hey, do you want to know what the chef special is? And I'm always thinking yeah. the chef wants to try some new things. But I have another friend, a chef um, that's uh, at one of the hotels. Here. He says, no, we just use things that maybe didn't move the day before and we tweak it. And that's our special. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but uh, that sounds like a real special uh, dinner to me. Yeah, nice offering. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, I just, I just love it. So let, um, okay. So what are some menu favorites that like, okay. So somebody comes in the restaurant uh, yeah. this time of year and yeah. you, you, you know, you see them, you're looking over the top of the, near the kitchen, you go, ah, okay. They're checking out the menu. You know, some people you haven't seen before. So you don't know what they're going to look for. What do you, what do you think they're going to go for? I mean, it just depends on their mood, of course, but um, are there some favorites that people tend to, to go, you know, to order absolutely. more often than others? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So when people come, they, they, they like our jerk ribs, so we okay. have jerk ribs, jerk petite ribs on the jerk ribs on the menu. Mm. Uh, we also have our grit croquettes. Uh, people love our grit croquettes. Mm-hmm. Um, they also love um, our beet tostad, uh, beet nachos. Excuse me, beet nachos. Beet so nachos. Wow. Yeah. So okay. basically, uh, what I've done is, you know, to pay homage to the Mexican culture, mm-hmm. uh, I created. Um, this beet nachos. I mean, I have done several variations of it. Mm-hmm. I've done the beet tostadas, um, beet nachos, and I even done beet tacos. So, um, very the beet interesting. Nacho, right, yeah. So the beet nachos is basically we take um, golden uh, candy, uh, golden beets, and we mm-hmm. roast them um, mm-hmm. in the oven, and then okay. we make a charred a charred onion vinaigrette. We, we literally, wow. I really, I literally burn the onions. I burn it to like, like you would think that is not edible, but I burn it. I, I, I intend. Chef, is that in the oven or are you doing it over the grill or what are you doing? How are you burning them? Oh, so what I do is I, I take the onions and I slice them thin and I put them in a pot of oil and I okay. kind of like fry them up until they, yep. until they just turn black. Right. Wow. Okay. And then I strain them out and then I blend it together with the oil and then I use that same oil and make a vinaigrette. Oh. Wow. Make a vinaigrette nice. with uh, sherry vinegar because sherry vinegar has a sweetness to it. And then um, a little mustard, fresh shallot, um, salt, pepper, a little honey, mm. and um, extra virgin olive oil and mm. grapeseed oil. And then I toss the beets in that, salt, pepper, I hit it with some scallions, um, scallions, salt, and pepper, toss that up. And then I take some tortilla chips and I build it with cotija, queso fresco some pickled onions, some chipotle adobo, and some uh, tomatillos. So the dish is really amazing. It's so good. So you think you're going to get, like sometimes people read the menu and say beef. Say they think it's beef, but it's really beef. I don't know how, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they, they take the, at, the, at, the T off and put the F on it and think it's beef, but it's actually beef tacos. Mm. And um <laughs> The dish is so hearty, like you think you're eating meat, but you're really not, and it's so good. So, so that's like know, a, a vegan. Uh, correct. Vegan. Wow. Correct. Okay. Yes. So you know, every time I make my menu, I try to have some 
vegetarian, vegan options for the guests because mm-hmm. we do get some guests that come in and look for those options. So, you know, I have them in mind when I'm creating my menus and I just want to make sure that I have something that that we could offer them and they don't have to just get a vegetable plate with vegetables mm. thrown together on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, this information today you're sharing uh, with the listening audience is amazing because we, you know, the, a lot of people listen that you are know, home cooks or they just love food. But my dream is to have a chef on that can really relate, you know, the flavors and I can almost smell the food that you're cooking, you know, for the people at home, they'll, they'll start breaking out some different spices. Maybe they hadn't tried before, even the, and the beet application, completely different. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I, I love it. I don't, I don't mind sharing, man. I don't mind sharing. You know why? Because as a creator, we're always creating, we're always creating. And then you know what? If I make it today and I give you the recipe, you make it, it's not going to come out the same as I, I would. Everybody has their own touch, you know? And your touch might be different from my touch, you know? So, I mean, you know? There's so many things, even just how hot you get the pan, how long, I mean, Absolutely. you get the oil super hot. So how long many variables. Ah, oh, there's too, too much, a light brush of the salt versus somebody else dumping or not putting enough. So many things. Absolutely. To make it yours. Absolutely. I always... I always wonder, you know, if I had time, which I, I don't right now, but if I could go to a different country where I really would love to learn the food there, I'm wondering what country would you like to visit if you yeah. could for a month and where would it be? And what, I mean, yeah. who would you like to cook? If you know somebody there side by side, you go, oh my gosh, I got to cook with this, this guy or this girl. And, and I'd love to do it here. This is so difficult for me. This is a difficult question for me mm. <laughs> because I love food so much. You know what I mean? You could stick me in any culture mm. and say, we go in here for a month. And the first thing I'm going to say is, I'm, I'm kind of going to answer your question in, with one comment or mm-hmm. one phrase. Mm-hmm. If I had to go to any country, um, first of all, it's hard for me to choose. So mm-hmm. I'll choose that second. But okay. the person I the person I want to cook with mm-hmm. wherever I go is somebody's grandmother. Oh, wow. Not 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 a high profile chef, three star mm. chef. No, I want to cook with the grandmas. Mm. And you know why I say that is because those are the people who set the foundation of the cooking for the culture because mm. they they have they have all the generations and generations of techniques that have been passed down from their mother to their mother to their to their grandmother to the other mother or whatever. So mm-hmm. I wanna cook I wanna cook with the grandmas because they're gonna teach answer. you they're wow. gonna teach you the right way how to do it. So you could you know pick 10, 12 countries like you know an Asian country, Correct. an African country, yeah. a French country, yeah. a Spanish yeah. and say just give me your grandma. A, yeah. a, a really great a grandma that loves to cook for the family that was and then she yeah. her mom, her grandma showed her that's yep. what you're that's amazing what an answer yeah mm-hmm. yeah and 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 but if i had to pick a country if i had to pick a country mm-hmm. um i would say africa because i've never been mm. yeah me neither and i want i want to go and i want to learn there too mm. i have to say africa there's so many countries you know? in africa though i don't know which one i'd start with um yeah i mean you know what? I would I would start with somewhere coastal because I love seafood. Mm-hmm. I love fish. You know, so I would start with a coastal country. But I have to say Africa. But yeah, let me drop me off at somebody's grandmother's house. And, you know, <laughs> so we got to find me. you a, a, a grandma in Africa that lives on the coast. Well, hold on, let me write that down. 
There you go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, that's sir. awesome. Here's another question for you. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. If you made dinner at home um, yeah. and your mom and, and grandma were there, mm -hmm. and what would you cook? What would you like to, like a kind of like, it was either your mom or your grandma's birthday and you, just simple, nothing fancy, but you go, you know what? I'm doing this for you, mom, for you, grandma. I would think that because they weren't, they weren't exposed to fine foods mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know, I would do, I would make a menu of things that kind of like how I cook now, mm -hmm. like things that they're familiar with, but done in an elevated way. Mm. Does that make sense? So like, it does. You know, you know, they, they're, they're familiar with grits. They're familiar with chick fried chicken. They're familiar mm -hmm. with, you know, um, you know, maybe smothered pork chop or, uh, or barbecue ribs or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, I, I would do a menu in that way where they have those familiar things that they're used to, but just done in an elevated way. Mm. Well, you know why mm -hmm. I asked this question? Yeah, I just, okay, because I'm thinking your mom, I mean, you, you, you cook for your mom, cook with your mom side by side. You name the restaurant after your grandma. And I'm thinking to show them what you've, you know, where you are today, they'd be, you know, they're so proud of you. And so yeah. you'd give back part of that gift to them with your elevated food. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. And she's, and she's actually been here, my mom. And uh, she's come to the restaurant several times. And every time, you know, she orders a dish and she gets, she's like, man, Brandon, this is really good. This is really good. She, she said, this is really good. I said, I said, thanks, mom. I really appreciate that. That's um, awesome. So, you know, it's, um, mm. it's really cool. Cause you know, they, they didn't go to fancy Spanish restaurants. A, a night out for us was like, in other words, they weren't, they didn't know about three stars, New York times, all this other stuff, you know, mm -hmm. a night out for us was going to red lobster, you know, mm. me you too. Know what I'm saying? Me too. You know, oh, you red could lobster. afford red lobster. I, we couldn't even go to red yeah, lobster yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, none of us is going to Red Lobster or a special mm -hmm. occasion. Actually, we went to Red Lobster on a special occasion, like somebody's mm -hmm. graduation. Definitely, like yeah. That. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, because for the most part, you know, my parents, they cook. My mom cooked. She cooked at home, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, we went out for a special occasion. So, but uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would do. And, uh, you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like they would love it, you know, and they would, because, you know, they, they would love it. Well, after talking to you today about some of your foods, I'd love it too. So you say, they say, who's this guy over here in the corner sitting? Oh, that's my friend Patrick. Yeah, get him out of here. Who is he? No, no, he, he's been hearing all this food. We got to feed this guy. He, he, he also went to Red Lobster when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. let me ask you as we get ready to close here, because um, I know you've got something in the oven. You, you told me earlier, so I'm not going to keep you. Oh, I'm not worried about that. It'll be fine. It, it's a brisket. Okay. Turn, the, turn it down. Turn it down low and go slow. Low and slow. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like set it and forget it type thing. You know what I mean? I'll ask you two questions instead of one if you have a couple of minutes because I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. So you, I, I, I see where you're going with your foods. You know, you have a really interesting approach. Even in the foods you're doing now, do you see any food trends happening out there that might end up into your restaurant or you like to create your own trends? Um, I feel like I like to be first. Does that make sense in the I can market? I see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I like to be first in everything I do, um, especially in my community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if and, and first in the way of and being the first one doing it and then watch everyone else 
see what I'm doing. And then next thing you know, you see some things, you see a little different things on their menu too type thing, which is fine. You know, that means that, you know, I'm pushing the envelope in the community and people are seeing that what I'm doing is, is great and they want to try it too, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing Mm because it pushes everybody forward. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as far as food trends, um, I think the food trend has been for the last several years. And I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you can tell me if you think this is true as well, is that there's been a lot of push for a lot of ethnic food in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Or there's been, there's been a, a uptick of a lot of ethnic restaurants and people are really going towards more of the ethnic and super casual restaurants than mm-hmm. more of the super elevated fine dining foods. That is so true. And I think that even the you restaurants know, that have a set, like a menu, that even if it's an American menu, all of a sudden you see a couple of ethnic um, things put on the menu because you're trying to try to attract that. Um, correct. Yeah. No, that correct. makes a lot of sense. Correct. And, and even, at, even at the higher end restaurants as well, mm-hmm. you see a little bit of more ethnic tech, ethnic food, but done at a higher level as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they want to be on trend as well. So mm-hmm. um, I would say that you know I, I have seen the push for more kind of ethnic foods mm. you know being pushed in the restaurants nice and for, for me i feel like i already cooked that way so i'm kind of <laughs> You're in a good position already <laughs> i'm in a good position yeah. you know and I, I try to i work very hard to be eclectic and different and mm. bring something different to the table because you know i don't i don't want to i i feel like why do I have to do the same thing that everyone else is doing in the community? Like what, what's my unique selling point? If I'm going to do what they're doing, then why am I even in the market? Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, it does. You, yeah, it you does. know what I mean? So, you know, if I'm going to make a burger, then I'm going to make a, a, a lamb burger, a Moroccan yeah. burger that has Moroccan flavors in it. And if you want mm. a burger from us, then this is our burger. It's made with lamb. It has cumin, coriander in it. It has tzatziki sauce, you know, you know what I mean? So like just different things like that, you know? That sounds like a killer burger. Hey, wait, oh, wait, so chef. Get, I've made that we, before. <laughs> when, we, when we get off, off the line here, I'm gonna, you're going to send me that recipe. Something simple. I mean, because everything you say sounds amazing on, the, on the, what you do thank with you. food. It's crazy. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you crazy. very much, Patrick. I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. So I really do. I was going to ask you like some closing thoughts and dreams for the future, but one of my dreams, or maybe you can say just to make me happy, I'm going to open up in LA or California or or Washington state where my daughter lives. I'm going to open up a restaurant. That's my dream for you for your future. But do you have any other dreams? Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, my dream and my goal is to basically be sustainable and open up, you know, successful restaurants that way we mm. can support whatever community that we're the restaurants are in Beautiful. and provide exceptional food and great service mm. because that that is my mantra my mantra is to create memories through exceptional food and service mm. and how do you do that you do that with a good team um, you, you do that with people who have the guests in mind and who are willing to really uphold the standard of your business and your restaurant mm. and who are willing to really hone in and delight the guests and really um, think forward of what the guests would need, you know? Um, and, and, that, and that's the challenging part, getting people to buy into your goal, your, your philosophy and goals is as far as hospitality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's my goal to, to open up great restaurants that are food forward, that are, has good food, they have good service, 
and that people see the value and that they're, they're willing to come back and patronize the restaurant because when they walk into the door, they know what they're going to get. They're going to get good food. They're going to get exceptional service mm-hmm. and they're going to have a great time and a good environment. You know, and, and, and I think that's, that, that has been my goal from the beginning of opening up Essie's just to create a space where people can feel comfortable. They're going to feel like they're in my home. They're going to get great food. They're going to get a good meal. They're going to get a good glass of wine, you know, and um, have a good time. Hmm. Well, you so, might you know, get some calls for consulting too. I bet I can, I can just imagine a few restaurants and places out here saying, wow, this guy has got some really cool things out there in New York side of the world. So be ready for that. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm open to it. I'm That's very awesome. open to it. Looking yeah, I'll, forward to I'll it. be your middleman here. No charge. Just get your stuff out here. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> so why don't you, can you tell the audience, the listening audience, uh, ways that they can follow you? Maybe on... Um, um, yeah. Yes, for sure. You can okay. follow me. You can follow the restaurant, Essie's Restaurant on Instagram at, at Essie's Restaurant PK. So... E-S-S-I-E-S, the word restaurant, P as in Paul, K as in Catherine, um, at Essie's Restaurant PK on Instagram. We're also on Facebook at Essie's Restaurant PK. Um, our website is www.essiesrestaurantpk.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Essie's Rest. And um, me personally, Chef Brandon Walker, you can find me on Instagram at Chef Brandon Walker mm. on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Chef Brandon Walker um, and on Twitter at Chef Poissonnier mm. at, on Instagram. So nice. Poissonnier or Poissonnier is French for for fish chef. Ah, interesting. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very passionate about seafood. Um, I love seafood. It's one of the things that I really, really love, passionate about, so. Well, keeping that in mind, we'll, we'll do a follow-up if you have time one day just on seafood. Yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, for sure. We'd love to do that. You just, you just let me know. I'm okay. here for you. Nah, sweet. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chef Brandon, uh, I want to thank you for taking time today, and I really enjoyed this, and I know our listeners will, will enjoy as well. So thank you again. Thank you so much. No, Patrick, thank you for the time and the opportunity. Um, I, I love sharing my knowledge and sharing my story and I really appreciate you and your team and giving me this opportunity um, because you know there's plenty of other chefs out there and you chose me and I really appreciate it. Great to talk to you. You as well. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and remember we are available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social accounts. If you have any favorite topics or special guest requests, please let us know. You can find our contact information in the show notes and be sure to like, comment, and share the show with your friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.